into Deconversion Therapy Podcast. This is Karen. And this is Bonnie. And it's a humorous look at uh, growing up in the evangelical religion or just leaving religion and uh, comparing and contrasting life before and after. Yes, it's a hodgepodge, sort of a (laughs) retro look into what it was like being a Christian, um, especially Southern Baptist, in the 80s, and then now as adults, as we have quickly or slowly worked our way out of religion. Yeah. And as I'm going to read you this piece that you sent me from Colin, your husband, and I say that because I know you know who he is, but they don't. Um, yeah. I don't think the church is the same now. No, I don't but think anyway, so But anyway, we'll either. get to that later. Yeah, yeah. I agree I think some you. are the same. Yeah. So um, I'm Karen, and I just wanted to say, yeah, we're humorous and we're sarcastic, um, but there are actually uh, professionals um, who can help you with any kind of trauma, and there's also some really fucking great podcasts out there who deal with serious topics of people who are deconverting. One of them is our friends at Out of the Fold Podcast. And we really love them. They've been very supportive of us and us of them. And they take a more serious bent. So their goal is to unite the apostates in each community. Um, So no matter what religion you've left. um, And create something that we all wish we had available to us when we came up with all these questions um, about our own faith. So please go ahead and and go check them out. And while you're checking out Out of the Fold podcast, we just started a Facebook page and group. So our Instagram is going pretty well, but uh, we now have a page called Deconversion Therapy Podcast. Please like it on Facebook. And we also have a group called Deconversion Therapy. And the group is open to people who like the podcast, who hate the podcast, who don't know what a podcast is, who want to share funny stories and express themselves. And it's a closed group. So you have to ask to join. And then we approve you. But that also means that your mom won't know what you're saying. So really? Yeah. It's all hidden and secret. Oh, because I'm on some of those closed groups and I Didn't realize that. Yeah, so there's a difference between, like, public, closed, and secret. So you'll be able to find the group, um, but you won't be able to see who's in it or what they're saying. See, and things like that make me think, okay, when celebrities are on Facebook, do they just have fake names? I, And they've all got their celebrity Facebook friends? I think they really do. Yeah. I think... You don't know this. You just think... I think deeply, I <laughs> I think they must, or at least they get on, they like, must. their, um, what is it, their assistants, their, tell their assistant, like, hey, let me look at your Facebook, and then they Google everything about them on Facebook or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel confident, uh, Dennis, uh, David Spade. Um, Dennis Finch is is his own Instagram person. I do too. I think there's yeah, there are plenty who aren't. But David Spade and we might do an 
episode about him because he's the love of my life, all 120 pounds of him, that... I told you he's more than that now. Ah. <laughs> it's a funny bit. I don't know if you heard it. Um, I haven't. So Because we like to live separate lives. Okay. So the next part is we were trying to do a segment at the beginning that was like, oh, what we're grateful for. But even we sort of vomited in our mouths at like that, the whole term of that, you know, mindfulness and what we're grateful for because it becomes so um, repeated that it means nothing. Although it's kind of cool that it's out in the mainstream that people are at it least is. being aware, made aware of it. And it's so important to do that. So we wanted to come up with something that expressed us more. So we're trying to call our segment the quest to not be whiny assholes. That's because, I'm going to say it, um, if, you, if you look at the hierarchy of needs as human beings, we in this country are so lucky, blessed, fortunate, what have you, to have a lot of our needs met. So we're really just tinkering with those top needs like, oh, is this person accepting me or not? Are they, are they acknowledging my position to the, you know, to each? Anyway, right. so it's just, it's that little top teeny bit that we're trying to make perfect. And yeah. it shouldn't necessarily yeah. be perfect. But That's right. I mean, I get it. And I mean, the whole idea of self-love... We are so freaking lucky that that's even a term because just Google India with the women with, you know, all their washing on their heads. They're not turning to each other. Yeah, we don't have like, to worry about hydrating, meaning drinking no. water. Yeah. Our water. They're not saying, what are you going to do today, you know, Lakshmi for self-care. Right. They're, you know, yeah. So we want to be thankful for little things in our life. Yeah, and we're and we, and remind people that we're it's still a journey. Everybody's on this journey and the whole trying to be positive thing is effort and it's work. But mm -hmm. um so I have two. One is super quick um because I found this creamer that's great and it's it's called Nut Pods and it's almond uh, and coconut milk so it's non-dairy. I do know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't even try to avoid dairy, but I just like it. And so I'm so excited because I think that that means, you know, eventually all I've noticed with people aging is they've got so much phlegm. And I don't know if it's from <laughs> cheese and dairy or what, but it's just a lot of coughing, a lot of... <clears throat> that made me cough. Good. Um, but can, I'll tell you my real one from this week. And Wait, I just want to go back to nut pod. Okay. Uh, little gonad sounding. Stop it. But, okay, go ahead. You have two this week? No, wait, did you want to talk more about nut pods? Oh, no, no. Okay. No, that was my, that was my, my fluff one. But the real thing that happened this week was that, um, okay, so my friend Brewster, he's a coach for executives and kind of a life coach thing. But years ago, he taught me this exercise where he had me tell him the events of the best day that I had had in, you know, the last six months or something. So I tell him and I get all excited when I tell him the story and I add the details like he told me to do. So of course it had to do with going to watch practice at the U S open, the tennis matches. Oh, so yeah. 
so I told him all about that, and it was the first time that I had discovered you could go and watch them, and it was free, and that's pretty pretty exciting. Um, so uh, sometime like Wednesday this week, this girl or woman, I don't know how old she is, uh, from Singapore, Singapore posted a video from that event that I had told him was the best day that I had had in the last year. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah, and you can see me in the video. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You're famous. <laughs> and I, so I, I responded to her and I'm like, thank you so much for posting this. And I posted back to her or I tweeted back to her the reverse angle of where I was sitting. Uh, and it was just so, I just love the whole idea that technology is letting people you know, connect over silly little stuff like that. But the fact that it was the exercise that, you know, cause every day if I get in a bummer mood, I'm like, tell yourself the story again. And it reminds me of the, um, the good, fun, yeah. happy feelings. So there you go. That's pretty cool. And I think that that is our ongoing theme with you is tennis. Oh, so, okay. Well. No, I think that's good. <laughs> I think, like I said, Nadal's our saint and, Oh, no, because, you know, if anything powers. happens and he's and he's less than perfect, it's fine. It's yeah, going to be true. very upsetting. Like, oh, what about the people who love Lance Armstrong? You know, were they crushed? Oh, that's right. They could have been that crushed. Yeah, that wasn't good. Um, well, I'm going to tell what my thankfulness is after I read one of our listeners' letters. Um, oh, good. Yeah, so an early listener to the program is named Eloise, and Eloise wrote us a letter a while ago, and it says, I grew up Baptist, (laughs) so did Bonnie and I. It was a kind of Baptist church where you didn't need to go to Bible college to have knowledge of someone who had a degree. Same with us. Mm -hmm. The level on which we broke the Bible down was down to the word and what was meant with each word in the Bible, um, whether that's the New International Version or the King James. And I'll just break in and just say, same with Bonnie and I. I think we were really lucky that we learned a lot of good study techniques because Southern Baptists can be very focused on, you know, exactly what the Bible says in Hebrew and Greek and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I'm just we, going along with this. Uh-huh. Hey, well. You, you know this more than I did. Well, you got better grades. But anyway, we went to church twice on Sunday, which included Sunday school and church service in the morning and then a service at night. Yep. Wednesday, we went once and it was more of a youth group. Yep. So I knew my Bible better than most adults before I was 10. Correct. One day, our pastor was talking on the fruits of the Spirit, and he forgot gentleness. So being the six- to seven-year-old Bible scholar I was, I called him out during church. (laughs) (laughs) He took it with humor, thankfully. In hindsight, I wish I was taught the periodic table of elements (laughs) or something useful instead. My head is filled with useless information. And I am the exact same way. I'm, so that's what I'm thankful for this week. Whenever I get to use 
my useless information of things that are, are in the Bible, especially when challenged by someone who's still um, in the faith that we were, uh, I get terribly giddy, I guess. Right. So I was in this um, this podcasting group on Facebook because I'm learning how to do all these things that we're not always doing great. But anyway, we're getting there. And I'm in the group and some guy asks, okay, who would you want to interview? If you could just pick anyone in the world, dead, alive, etc. And I said, Paul from the Bible, because I got questions. <laughs> and so, and other people were like, Johnny Carson, or, you know, some football guy I've never heard of, because they do a football podcast. And so then the guy that only responded to me, and he said, why Paul? And so I was like, remember the time that he met Jesus? And the guy responded, well, first I clicked on the guy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, now I see why he's asking, because his podcast is all about, you know. Paul. Washed in the blood, I'm saved, Christian, ministry, ministry. So I said, remember the time he met Jesus? And the guy responded, I do. (laughs) I was waiting for that. I'm like, he never met Jesus. He never, he did say that he heard his voice. But Paul never met Jesus, nor did he ever get married. But the church, you know, is and rules of marriage are based on what Paul wrote about. And so it was an hour of silence. (laughs) And then the guy came back and he wrote, true. And that's it. And it's not that I'm excited like, oh, man, I dissed this guy. It's more that I did it nicely and that I want people to think because I do wish I had more of an open forum for that kind of discussion when I was going through questioning or when I was so staunch. Um, Yeah. And that we were taught so well in the Bible and I had notes, you know, and I went to uh, Christian They took it so seriously. And by that, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were very earnest about it. There was no, there was no, oh, maybe it could be something else. It was black and white. Yeah, they went to to real schools, and then they taught us how to dissect the word. And that dissection has led me right out of Christianity. (laughs) But, so that was mine. Interesting. I know, you're so much nicer. Well. (laughs) That's why Bonnie's the nice one. No. um, So, we were going to read an article about celebrities yeah who, uh are Christians, yeah, this article is from Vox. It's called the Rise of the star studded instagram friendly evangelical church um and how there are different people involved in the cool Christian celebrity um It's kind of a long article, but they start off talking about Chris Pratt and how when he left and dropped out of community college from Washington, Uh, a friend offered 
him the chance to live with him on Maui. And so um, they were waiting tables at Bubba Gump. And he said, we just drank and smoked weed and worked minimal hours, 15 to 20 hours per week. And um, he said it was a charming time. And one night he was approached by an evangelist in a grocery store parking lot. The guy came by and was like, what are you doing tonight? Mm. Um, this evangelist, evangelist, this evangelist was with uh, Jews for Jesus. I know them well. Of all things. Yep. Um, so can these we, are people who converted to Christianity. Correct. Yep. Can we what? That's what I was going to say. Let's explain what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's people who have a Jewish background who decided to accept Christ. Um, so this this guy asked Chris Pratt, if he was planning on fornicating that night or doing drugs and drinking. How do you ask that? Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, uh, I would make a Sheldon Cooper reference, but you wouldn't get it. No, I don't um, watch he, it. he would say, are you planning on having coitus tonight? <laughs> um, so Chris Pratt said he stopped because, oh, the guy told him he stopped in the parking lot because Jesus told me to stop and talk to you. He said to tell you you're destined for great things. Okay, so then it says that he ditched his friends that night and became a Christian two days later. So now he regularly attends this church in Los Angeles, and I think it's pronounced Zoe, Z-O-E, church, mm-hmm. um, along with his fiance Catherine Schwarzenegger. So um, then they talk about the part of a growing trend of celebrities, including Justin Bieber Kendall Jenner, Selena mm-hmm. Gomez, Haley Baldwin, and Kevin Durant, who are vocal about their faith. Yes. So there are a few of them they mention. They mention Zoe, Hillsong, and Church Home. Yeah. Um, those are the prominent examples. Um, so then they talk about how it used to be that your Kirk Camerons or your Jeff Foxworthies were the... Uh, or the people representing Christians out there. But this is a form of Christianity that involves fashion and music and celebrity. Right. Um, uh, but what I like is that it focuses and emphasizes on the relationship over religion. So that's kind of interesting. So what do you like about it? That the message about Jesus isn't about the the rules and regulations of religion, but a relationship with, with that entity. And I think that that's, I mean, to me, I can get how you could, you could say, Oh, Jesus just means a connection to everything in the world and go, okay, well, I have a relationship to the universe. Um, I don't get, I get the feeling that they don't take it as literally as we did. I think, one, like the whole idea, to me, and again, if you haven't listened to this before, I became a missionary and um, really had a difficult time when I started realizing that, that, that things might not be going my way as far as the facts, but... I, so the whole relationship versus religion thing, I get that, but I also then want to say, well, my husband and I are in a relationship and we pay taxes. 
So <laughs> if, if, if it's just a relationship, then no more, you know, being not taxed. Let's go ahead and tax all the churches and we can feed every single hungry person um, that's ever existed. Or uh, I, I feel that their kind of Christianity would definitely not fly with how you and I grew up. And you and I grew up pretty liberally. You know, we didn't go to a church that was like Mormonism or um, right. Church of Christ or the Nazarene. But, I mean, even I've seen, uh, you know, uh, photos of Justin Bieber naked. <laughs> so I like just Jesus don't... made him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just, it seems like they're not as repressed. Right. Maybe as we were. I, and that's a nice thing. I guess. I mean, that's my husband and I talk about that a lot because he's like, the way I grew up might have put blinders on me of what I think is like, okay, but the, is that biblical or is it not biblical and all that. Um, so yeah. the, they talk about the, the, um, the tonal shift within evangelicalism away from the dour restrictions associated with religion right. and toward the freedom of having it be a relationship. And I get that. You know, you were talking about um, where does money play a part? And I, oh, gosh, was it? I don't know if it's the, Je no, I don't know, Mormons or Jehovah's Witness, whichever had the 144,000 people who are getting to heaven or something like that. And I'm sure if anyone's listening, they're going to write us and cuss us out. But um, one of those groups didn't allow blacks into their churches therefore oh, right. into heaven until a specific black person approached them with a lot of money and then everything sort of changed and I'm wondering you know when you open yourself up into this more free for all as far as a more feel-good relationship less um, biblical rules about yeah. uh, rules about living together before you get yep. married. Those just kind of seem to be glossed over. And I mean, you're you're gonna appeal to more people. Now, did you hear about uh, the actress that played Juno? Uh, some Ellen yeah, Ellen Page. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about how she responded to Chris Pratt? recently no so I guess he posted something or maybe she did first but either way she also ended up on one of the nightly comedy talk shows and was not yes, I saw too that. funny because she was telling the truth about that their church the specific one that Chris Pratt goes to has a message against LBGT people and right. she feels, of course, very strongly that this leads to violence against them as well as self-hate and suicide. And she's like, your church is directly contributing 
to their deaths. You know, this is serious right. stuff. Um, which I found interesting that we're getting to see the whole thing play out in Hollywood on Twitter between right. Christianity and non. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, they, they talk in this article about uh, a f- being in a faith tradition that wasn't married to politics and that their version of evangelicalism looked a lot different from the one that grew out of the Reagan years, which is us. Yeah. And that theirs is more concerned with inclusion and being welcoming and less rigid about drawing lines around who's in. They talk about in this, in this article uh, about um, how Justin Bieber invited a gay fan who was struggling to find a church to join him. And said, if you ever want to come to any of the services, any of them would love to have you. But the leaders of the church tell a different story. Mm-hmm. And then they cite a 2015 blog post titled, Do I Love Gay People? And I'm thinking, right. you can't even these days quote something that's only four years old in an article exactly. like this. Um, because they could have they could have evolved in the last four years. Um, they say that they don't affirm a gay lifestyle. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but you're going to love that it comes back to tennis again. But (laughs) one of the people who I follow on Twitter posted a picture of Sherilyn Fenn. Do you remember her from Twin Peaks? Yeah. So she's laying there with the Rafa Nadal book on her chest and her reading glasses on. And she says something like, oh my gosh, I love him so much more now. And I'm like, oh, well, She's a fan of his. That's so interesting. So then I started looking at her her Twitter page. Oh, guess who else she loves who I love? Russell Brand. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love him. Oh, yeah. 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 And so she's also quoting stuff from Eckhart Tolle, who I think has Uh, written the instructions on how to be a human. Okay. There's there's a slope being approached here. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. So when you go to her page... You know how people make clever little things like, um, I act, Mm -hmm. and who you are. It says, I am a woman of God. And then it's filled with various things, quoting uh, Jesus. And there's one of her, you know, a beauty picture, and just uh, imposed on the picture, it says, I am his, with the capital H. And um, a lot of these things are are just really nice and cute, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. Talking about the relationship with Jesus that feels super personal. And I just, I never, I never felt that. I never got it. Oh, I totally got it. But that's the issue. Like when I was totally getting it, I was also like, well, then I'm a hundred percent. Let me see what the Bible says. Let me see what I shouldn't and should do. Let me see, you know, so that's where I see the disconnect where we call it like nominal Christians where, um, or the ones that go to church on Christmas and Easter, but live like sinners the rest of the time. That was just a fun way to judge people. Come on. Yeah. But anyway, so I felt like she stole my identity. I'm like, I like Russell Brand. Ah. I, I like all these people. 
And but then I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I would love to chat with her and, and compare notes on. Yeah. Uh, her thinking <laughs> on everything. Yeah, because but it, she she probably won't talk back to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she hasn't been in anything lately, so she might have time on her hands. I think she has. I think they didn't they do another Twin Peaks? I oh, heard no. that. But that's a while ago still. And I mean, unless Was they're it? doing a third, okay. she hasn't been in much, right? I don't know. Yeah. She'll be available to talk to you. But the funny thing that you and I were talking about <laughs> the other day is like celebrities have such pull. And even in our church, anytime a celebrity became a Christian and you'd hear it, you know, I don't I don't know since the internet wasn't huge back then if like people churches just called other churches and said, you know <laughs> Who can we borrow? Yeah, or like, hey, did you hear Ozzy Osbourne got saved? And um That didn't happen. He did. did it? Yeah. He had a he had a he had a phase, um, as did Bob Dylan. And but anytime we heard that, really? we were like, yes, see, you know, this person's yep, on our team. That, that justified me going to my first concert to see you too. Yeah, exactly. And we would get anytime yeah. we could get anyone that was a celebrity to come to our church. So we had um, because we were in Florida, there were quite a few um, football and baseball teams that would practice down there. So we got some of them in. Um, or they'd attend regularly, but I remember getting all hyped up because Blair from Facts of Life was coming. That's right. And I loved her hair. Didn't she sing? I, whatever she did, and she lives in my part of the, um, country now. Oh, she acts like a snob in the show, but she's really sweet. Um, but everything else right. sort of fell flat, and all of us were disappointed. <laughs> well, Should have like, been Tootie. Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me also tell you, as far as our celebrities in our church, um, our first pastor, did I talk about this before, was friends with Burt Reynolds? No, not on and, a show. Yeah. Yep. And so my mom went to his memorial at our church, and I think son was there and mentioned that they were on this, um, they were on a boat, and had a boat, and he had Bert out there one day, and they were coming in to wrap the day up, and he starts witnessing to Bert, and Bert's like, I don't want to hear it. And he keeps going, talking about Jesus. And then Burt Reynolds just decided he's going to jump off the boat and swim to shore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I still picture, like, those short, super yeah. short, tight swim trunks in the 70s or whatever. And, like, maybe and those football socks that went all the way up to his knees. He was swimming yeah. in those. And Bert was quite hairy. So there's a lot of hair involved there. You know so. how you know he was hairy? From, From the naked picture. That's right. Yep. Yep. So Bonnie and I. How do I know that? I'm only 30. <laughs> <laughs> so Bert Reynolds did like a play girl 
is that even a Cosmopolitan. Rare? Oh, really? Yeah. Centerfold. Yonks ago. And then um, way after. My mom after, had it. My mom well, way had after, it. Well, way after Bert's yeah. time, Bonnie and I were in college. And we go into one of the girls who's very sweet, one of her dorm rooms, and she had it. What? Who? What? Oh, yep. my gosh. I don't remember that. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's great. And it's someone who you are very good friends with. And oh, the funny thing was, no. like, it was, you pegged this girl right away, like, that she liked, you know, stars that were 40 years older than her because he was. Is this the same person who kept talking about how sexy Ronald Reagan was? It is the same person that, again, after the this person was popular at the time, um, would get her hair done exactly like Brooke Shields. Okay. Yeah. Hot Unusual. rollers? Yep. And hot roller hair and get it cut and permed and bring in pictures of Brooke Shields and be, at, to Sears um, salon and be like... <laughs> It's what I want. I always used to do that with Elizabeth Hurley, and I just know they're thinking, you, the face doesn't come with this haircut. <laughs> uh, I have pictures of me when I was like, I want a fair faucet hairdo. And then my mom has a picture of me, and I guess I'm 10, and I go from crazy, curly, as my brother said, hair in a blender sort of oh. look. To them doing these perfect cylindrical things yeah. to the side of my head and me smiling like a goob at the camera. And I look ridiculous. But um, celebrities were definitely the way that I think churches, they still say we're everyone's equal in the eyes of Jesus. But... If there's a celebrity in arm's distance of the church, it changes because there's a validity that comes with it and it attracts people to the church or religion that you're a part of. Right. So I see it all the time where I am. I still think if I was, uh, I can't say that, but... Because I always took church like, well, I'm going to cherry pick the stuff out of this experience that I like. And, wow. you know, but maybe that's because I wasn't, uh, you know, a marginalized group. I think it's of just people. your I think it's everyone's personality. So, you know, it's all per personality. And I was sort of 100 percent in certain areas. So I. I don't always have the ability, and I wish I did, if I'm tackling something to, yeah, be able to take the things that I want and throw out the rest. That sounds like a very workable lifestyle. I know, but that, but but that comes from just what we were talking about before, the hierarchy of needs. I'm like, if my biggest thing is going, oh, I don't really agree with this, you know, facet of Christianity, I'm just going to ignore that and enjoy the pizza. Wow. That's a very, that's a luxury, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But that's the thing. Like, let let me not be a whiny person. 
Anyway. A whiny asshole. <laughs> I know. Well, we should probably round it up. Um, again, if you want to go to Facebook, you can find us. You can find the page for Deconversion Therapy Podcast, or you can find the group. And either one that you find, it'll point you to the other. And you um, can use any of those methods to tell us your funny stories. Any of those methods. Media. I will be looking for those. Yeah, or you can uh, go to... The best way is going to our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com, because there's a place that you can also send us those, and also it gives you an example. So if you're on the fence, like, what do they read? What do they want? How long? How should it be? That sort of gives you an idea. You're so regimented. Um, Go to the Facebook group if that makes you comfortable. I'm 100%. (laughs) I told you. Um... We hear that we're on Twitter, and by that I mean I'm the one that did it, and I'm barely ever there. But Instagram. If you want to tell therapy. a funny story on a Twitter thread that is 10 posts long, <laughs> yeah, you'll make do me. it. I know, and then I'll be That'll like, kill her. I'm going to get on Twitter. <laughs> um, but anywhere, just look for us, Deconversion Therapy Podcasts, and we will be in your dreams. We'll be there. All right. Well, and um, Cheryl and Finn, I'd love to talk to you. And Chris Pratt, if you want to make out. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I just want to compare okay. notes with Cheryl and Finn. Me out. David Spade, <laughs> I'm looking at you. That's a different ballgame. <laughs> Have a good week. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I can't figure out how to make my flugity flu go away. Well, here we go.